0: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Adam Friedman, author of The Naked Constitution, What the Founder Said and Why It Still Matters, from Broadside Books. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hey,
1: Ari. I'm great. It's great to be on.
0: Thanks so much. So, we're old friends who are lawyers and writers, and you're also, in addition to The Naked Constitution, the author of The Party of the First Part, The Curious World of Legalese, from Henry Holt, as well as the host of The Legal Lad Podcast about quick and dirty tips for a more lawful life, tell us a little bit about your background
1: sure all right well as you say we're we're both lawyers i um uh, am a refugee i guess you might call me from from law firm life i was i worked at big law firms for um for a number of years uh from the uh from the nineties into the early two thousands I still practice law but i'm a i i work in house uh now and uh, I've always been interested in writing going back to you know, high school and college days. I put that aside for a while, but really o- only after practicing law for a couple of years, I realized that for me, writing was a habit that I, I, I wasn't going to break and I didn't want to. You know, I, I, It was part of my life. And so that's when I got back into writing articles and eventually writing books, too.
0: Before we talk about the naked constitution, is there any advice or experience that you can share with professionals, particularly lawyers, but generally professionals who are interested in making that kind of balance between their practice and their passion for writing?
1: Absolutely. Um, first of all, don't don't give up. It's it, you know I worked for. Most of this time for big law firms with billable hour pressures, and um, and I I wrote my first book while I was at a law firm. And you can do it. I mean, there are certainly some sacrifices you need to you know you need to carve out time for yourself. But uh, you know the the old cliche, which is you know how do you learn to write? Well, you write. <laughs> a writer writes, and so um, if that's your passion, you have to find time to do it. And the great thing is that it makes you, you know, writing is. Uh, there are different kinds of writing, but it's one skill. So that as you improve your skills as a, you know, by writing things you want to write, you also get better as a legal writer. I found, um, and and increasingly, I became uh, in my work, in my day job, the the person people would go to to you know write that brief or write that presentation for clients or whatever because you become known as a writer. So. Don't think you have to hide your passion for writing. In fact, people are always looking for a talented writer, so cultivate that skill.
0: So, speaking of that skill, your books have great titles. What is the <laughs> significance of the Naked Constitution?
1: <clears throat> um, well, you know the uh, the significance, other than kind of being eyebrow raising, was um, was that I was looking for a metaphor to contrast with. The idea of a living constitution, a lot of people subscribe to the theory of a living constitution, which is that, um, you know, judges and politicians should be able to reinterpret the constitution to sort of keep up with the times. And the living constitution has a kind of a nice warm and fuzzy sound to it. Um, I I happen to believe that it's not a good idea to, um, you know, reinterpret the constitution with each passing whim. But I didn't want to advocate the dead constitution, you know, which is sort of the logical opposite of the living constitution. So I came up with this idea of the naked constitution, which is the, constitu- which is the original text of the document, stripped of all of the kind of academic um, and judicial theories that people use to justify new uh, sort of new interpretations departing from the founders' ideas.
0: What would be different about today's politics if we followed your approach to constitutional interpretation?
1: I think the main difference there there are lots of differences because I think we've departed from original meaning in a lot of areas but the main difference is that we'd have a radically smaller federal government um, the the constitution has a very clearly delineated set of powers for the federal government and for about 100 150 years the government the federal government actually did a pretty good job of sticking to those powers but from Starting with the progressive era of the early 20th century and then ramping up you know, exponentially with the New Deal and then LBJ, the federal government just completely outgrew its original bounds, um, which I think is just a, an unjustified departure from the Constitution. Now, note, I say we'd have a radically smaller federal government. There's no reason why states can't administer the kind of social programs that the federal government now administers, but I just think that that should be decided on a state-by-state basis.
0: The last chapter of your book has a suggestion that we should have an amending convention. How would this work in practice, and why would it be of value?
1: Yeah, the um, Article 5 of the Constitution is the part of the Constitution that allows us to amend it. And there are two ways to do it. One is that you start with Congress. Congress proposes an amendment, and then it has to be ratified by three-quarters of the state legislatures. And the other way is that a citizen, a citizen's convention... um, is de- if it's demanded by two-thirds of the states, uh, a, a citizens' convention will be convened, and that convention can propose amendments, which, will, which also have to be ratified by three-quarters of the states. Up to now, all of the amendments have been started by Congress, which is, you know, which is valid. But the problem is, in my view, the problems with today's con- the, the, the problem with constitutional law today is that too much power has been concentrated in the federal Congress. Um, and so, when Congress is the problem, you, you can 't rely on Congress to propose the amendments that you need, um, you know things like either a balanced budget amendment or a spending cap amendment or maybe term limits, something that would that might have the effect of <clears throat> uh, reducing federal power. Um, you have to start somewhere else, and so that would be, in my view, the virtue of having a citizen convention is that it 's the only way to um, Maybe rein in some of the powers of Congress because Congress isn't going to do it itself.
0: How can people learn more? Uh,
1: well, a couple of ways. I have, uh, I do have an author website, AdamJFriedman.com. That uh, Adam J for James Friedman.com, and I'm also on Twitter, AdamJFriedman. Um, I have a se- for people who want to know more about specifically the Naked Constitution. I have a series of podcasts that are. F- They're free, downloadable for free, and they're hosted by the website ricochet.com. That's ricochet.com. It's a site that I write for. I cover legal affairs for Ricochet, and you can can download the podcast there. the, The podcasts are also called The Naked Constitution, so that's easy.
0: This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Adam Friedman, author of The Naked Constitution, What the Founders Said and Why It Still Matters from Broadside Books. Adam, thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Harry. It was great.